Hi, this is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Tonight, we are going to have a very interesting show, and what we want to talk about is manifestation. Um, it's been a subject that has hit our airs more, airways more than we could ever imagine, and these are things that we want to look at and we want you to think about. So get your pen, get your paper, and we'll be right back. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is April the 6th, 2019, and I guess in the words of uh, some old novel TV shows, boy, have we got a show lined up for you. You know, there's always this question about what is going on. How, how can I figure out my life? Why is it that I cannot distinguish my fears from God guiding me? Well, it's real simple. In some instances, you aren't meant to, but that does not mean you're prevented from doing so. Another way to put that is delayed does not always mean denied. You know, it is is very frequent that I see people around the country get in this place. Uh, They'll call them, Dr. Young, you know, so-and-so, that worked for me, or... They just quit. What do I do? I was dependent on them. My wife left me. My husband left me. How am I going to take care of these kids? How am I going to pay the bill? Well, let me give you a hint. It gets really simple. You do not have to worry about anyone leaving you. You do not have to worry about how you're going to make it. Matter of fact, just ask yourself this. How were you doing before you met that person? More than likely, I think you were breathing, eating, walking, talking, getting out the bed, and doing all of the things that you normally do. It is foolish at best to think that any one individual actually has that much of an effect over your life. And if they do, always remember this. Whatever someone does to you, they will inevitably reap what they sow at the wrong time. You know, I remember being a little kid and – I was in. I was always in scouting. You know, made it all the way up to life scout. This one time, they had this thing called Scoutorama, and my little mischievous behind, I wanted this little carving knife, and I just figured, you know what, <laughs> um, I might as well see how this knife really works. Well, lo and behold, being the mischievous little little, little rat that I was. I decided that I'm going to take this knife and see if it will cut tires. That's right. I'm a Boy Scout in a uniform, and just for the hell of it, my little 11, 12-year-old silly self went and cut two tires just seeing how a knife worked to see how sharp it was. Well, needless to say, I got away with it, so I thought. Man, let me tell you something. Years went by. I'm talking about I was uh, working at Dun & Bradstreet, 
had just started the job. I think I may have been working there every bit of maybe three months and leaving the office. Now, now picture this. I'm going from an 11-year-old wearing a Boy Scout uniform. Now I am a grown man with an Armani suit on with a briefcase in my brand-new car leaving my office. And this truck in front of me has this box of nails fall off of it. And right then and there, guess what that told me? Hey, bro, (laughs) you got an issue, and you got a real issue. The issue was karma. That, That those years ago, when I did the stupid and and punctured somebody's tires, being a mischievous kid, karma said, you know, I wasn't going to pay you back until you had tires. If I didn't have a nails going my bicycle tire. I didn't have the little motorcycles and mini bikes that I was riding ever get a flat. But on the worst day, uh, I'm driving behind this truck. And the next thing you know, a box of nails falls off. And I know this sounds so crazy, but after driving my behind down the freeway, I notice all of a sudden my car is making noise and it's riding funny. And I get off the freeway and I get maybe within a half mile of the house. And all of a sudden I get out to check. I have two flat tires. Now, America, this is not a made-up story. This is so true. I knew right then and there why God let that happen to me. Uh, my mind did not visit the guys that, you know, typically you want to blame this guy because you know the nails fell off of his truck. Doesn't know that wasn't what happened. God immediately reminded me, you remember when you had your Boy Scout uniform on and you uh, decided you wanted to involuntarily deflate somebody else's tires? Well, karma. So if you are waiting and walking around in angst and anger, wanting to get somebody back for whatever it is you think they did, you don't have to. I promise you, in life, you will reap everything that you ever have planted. Now, today's show was, um, you know, there are a couple of things that happened. Uh, Many of you guys follow what we do on Facebook. And if you look this, uh, I guess maybe it was uh, earlier this week, I wrote a post. As a matter of fact, I think it it actually posted uh, Sunday early in the morning or or Saturday. And on the post, you see where it says change is inevitable. And basically what is stated in that post is that we are so resistant to change. Why? I don't know. I mean, the one thing that's consistent in this universe is God's evolution. Matter of fact, naturally, Everything in this world works toward going to a better, more balanced state. That includes, at at least for sane people, that includes you, that includes how you think, that includes what you do. It includes everything associated with your business, your pursuits, your goals in life. And as you go in this, this drive toward making your life be what it's supposed to be and to make it happen, these invariably Two things are going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. First thing, people are going to come into your life. And when they do, 
you are typically very excited about having them there. You're glad. Uh, an, an example of this is you meet your new boyfriend. You meet your new girlfriend. You Oh, you're so in love. You can't wait to see them. You, you, you see their, uh, their number just show up on the ID at, uh, at the house or on your cell phone, and you look at it, and you're just, oh, man, your heart skips a beat. Or even that job, you went and applied for the job. The phone number from that company shows up on your phone. You're all excited. Uh, you know, you are trying to buy a car. The number from the dealership shows up on your phone. You're all excited. Well, what happens? Invariably, a few months go by, a few situations, a few sets of circumstances. Isn't it amazing how that same phone number, that same name on your call ID brought all of this happiness? You were just smiling when you saw them. You heard their voice you, your heart skipped a beat. Now you hear their voice, your stomach gets a knot. Now you see that phone number, you kind of take a deep breath. You, your heart may skip a beat, all right. Yeah, it skips a fast beat because you are sitting here upset, angry, because one of three things has happened. Either you screwed up, that person screwed up, or the situation is screwed up. Now. Let me, let's, let's look at that. Why do we get so juxtaposed when these things happen? Really, I'm going to give you some comfort. It's because you're human. If you did not get upset when people hurt you, when you were disappointed, when you, uh, you know, had what I consider to be a dummy attack, any of that stuff, you just would not be human. But here's the good news. On tonight's show, what we're going to be talking about is the reality of why these things take place. And this is why they take place. There is a divinely orchestrated developmental plan that God cooked up for your life a long time ago. And when he cooked that plan up for your life, he had one tension in mind, and that was to have everything that you are doing work for your good. Matter of fact, folks, let me give you a hint. Change is inevitable. You've got to accept it, man. Being angry, acting a doggone fool, slinging feces and bad-mouthing folks is a sign that you are not ready. Did you hear me? You are not ready to go to the next level. As a matter of fact, the more ignorant stuff you say, do, the more you act, now you want to get bad. Now you want to sue them. Now you want to go and tell everybody that they're the devil and you're an angel. Now you want to go back and sabotage stuff. Let me give you a hint. You are only hurting yourself. That's all you're doing. When you are getting ready to go to the next level, take the high road, accept what God is doing, and do so with poise, with character, with grace, with dignity. And believe me, the very source from which you came, God himself, he knows how hard it is for you to remain calm under pressure, especially when you've been wronged or you've been betrayed. But let me tell you this. Every new level comes with new devils. Every new level requires more self-restraint, more self-assessment. And just because God let you go to the next level does not exempt you from the tests that come with it. You know, many, one thing I, I don't get into and I think is just uh, tumultuous at best is that a lot of religious entities have this issue of thinking, 
you know, uh, or am uh, selling you this lie. You know when you get saved. You know when you uh, when the God gets in your life, everything's gonna get better. Let me be the first to tell you, no, it ain't. Now, here's what should get better is your ability to handle the things that take place in your life. That should get better. But problems, man, they are going to come your way. I'll give you another example. Let's say you are a woman or even a man, and you had this person you just loved. It was your baby, just all your little sweetness. And every time you talked to him, you just felt so good. And all of a sudden, you look up, it's five months later, five years later, 15 years later, and you are sleeping with the proverbial enemy. Put it another way, you have you uh, the person that you went to bed with ain't the one you're waking up with anymore. Well, under all of these circumstances, it is nothing but a preparation for you to go to the next level. And when you get there, here's the thing that you must make yourself aware of. You will not receive all of what God has for you. Now, listen to what I said, all. You may get some of it. You may get your Bentley. You may get that job. You may get a new man or a new woman in your life. But let me tell you something. Until you deal with your own issues, you are going to have to repeat the course, if not the whole doggone course, a big part of it. There are people that you're sitting up and you you think, okay, you know what? Screw you. Get the hell out. And when you say that to someone, I don't care if it's an employer, an employee, an ex, relative, whatever. I don't – it doesn't matter. At the minute that you think that you are poisoning this person by your stupidity and showing your behind, what you have really done is you betrayed yourself. That's right. You betrayed yourself. And being honest, if you ever want to get back at folks, and I'm not saying vengeance is cool, but I'm going to tell you, and let me just be real, real transparent. Years ago, I was the, I was the type of person that if you did something to me, I would stop nothing short of doing some witchcraft to get your behind. I mean, I would sit there, and if I could make phone calls and get your stuff canceled, I'd do it. If I could go and and attack your butt through your economic means, make you lose a contract, I would do it. I was this person just like, and don't y'all be sitting up there talking about, ooh, he's so mean. You know your butt did the same thing. And here's how you do it. You may not have done it my way. I was gangster with mine. I was in your face letting you know I'm going to make a list, check it twice. I was the elf that kept the naughty list for Santa. I was that person. Now, your version may be just backstabbing somebody, putting a comment on Facebook. Your version may be, uh, you know, going and, and toilet papering somebody's tree. That's old as hell, ain't it? But either way, whatever your version of it is, you're wrong. Change is inevitable. Do not take the bait. Mediocrity is for mediocre people. Now, unless you're just trifling and you are so full of bitterness and anger that you have to, you got to prove how mad you are. You got to prove your point. You're not proving nothing but how big of a damn fool you are. Because here's what's happening. First, and I, I don't really believe in. Uh, I, I, let me say this the appropriate way. I do believe that there is evil. 
I do believe there are demonic places, principalities, even some evil-ass people. However, I don't believe Satan has the power that people give him. I believe that your devil is as big as you, uh, as you dig your hole. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this. When you are so quick to judge someone else, homie, you're digging a hole. Remember this. Whoever was so anxious to sit up and listen to you spew venom about someone else, the minute you get your little chocolatey behind out their face, they are going to run and say everything you just said, and they're going to add their two cents. And their two cents has at least one good penny's worth of your name looking like crap, too, in the conversation. That's rule number one. Number two, you remember I told you about that tire at the beginning of the show. My little butt caught nails in my tire because I did what? I did something and just in my, and I was a kid. I was just a stupid kid. But see, the universe does not care how old you are. The laws of attraction work, people. You know, I had one guy say to me, he said, Doc, you know what, man, I, I love you and I love what you're doing. Man, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in all that law of attraction. I said, first, I don't know how in the hell you could not believe in the law of attraction. I just don't believe it. I said, well, you're attracting disbelief because you don't believe it. And that idiot sat there and he called me later that night and he said, damn, you know what, you're right. And I said, think about everything in your life that you have. It came to you. Because it was something that drew you to it. Now, this is where we're going in today's show. When you find out who is behind that which you are so pissed about, that which has you embittered, that thing that makes you want to go kick somebody's butt call or your lawyer, you just you want to take your dumb behind the small claims court over something that's going to cost you more to take the day off than what you're going to get from winning the case. And then if you're in most states, you get a judgment. So you just went and did all this for something you will never be able to enforce unless you are in certain states. All of that energy, man, <laughs> you wasted all of that energy. And not only did you waste a lot of energy, the day you had your butt in court, your blessing was right there, but you couldn't get it. Why? Because you can't have your phone on in the courtroom. Why? Because you weren't in the place where God was going to bless you. Why? Because your dumb, silly behind has been miscued about what's really going down. You know, in that post I wrote, I said, being upset because people finally reveal that true colors is short-sighted. And somebody said, Doc, what do you mean by that? Well, here's what I mean. It's short-sighted because you're not seeing the big picture. See, the big picture is this. There is a divinely orchestrated plan. And you know if I'm using the word divine, you know who the mastermind behind that plan is? No, it is not the idiot that went and pissed you off. It's not the person that lied on you, cheated, talked to you crazy, all of this. It was God. That's right. Every mess that's in your life, God allowed it. Now, I know it's some religious nut out there. No, but the Lord wouldn't do that. Yes, he would. Sit your behind down somewhere. Yes, he would. And let me tell you why. If he would allow, and I don't care if, if, if you practice Islam, if he would allow Muhammad to be tested, if you practice Christianity, if he would allow Jesus to be tested, 
If you're a practicing Buddhist and you study the teachings of Lao Tzu or the Ching, you're going to see that they're all, the only way to have clarity is through contrast. And without contrast, you do not develop clarity. And if you do not develop clarity, you do not develop awareness. And if you do not develop awareness, you do not develop wisdom. All of those things are sequential. And it starts with the idiot that's before you that you are pissed off at and you're blaming them for something God allowed them to do. Now, let's not stop there. Let's look at your contribution to the situation. Maybe you're the idiot. Maybe you keep getting in your own way. Maybe you keep doing certain things that are, in essence, prohibiting you from being in direct alignment with the blessing that was intended to come your way. Well, let me tell you this, okay? Here's the first thing. I said seven steps tonight. And we may get to all seven. If not, we'll finish this up on Wednesday's program. This entire month is all about some one-on-one conversations with you and I. And here's why. April is a resurrective month. So our focus in programming this month is going to be to resurrect your life, to resurrect your show, to resurrect your, your, you being the center attraction and your stage play. It's, it's designed for those of you that have started a business to actually get some customers in there and make money. It's designed for you to go ahead and have the guts to crucify dead situations in your life. It's designed for you to quit sitting there crying over a loss that God allowed in your life. You know, I talk to people in my office daily, men and women. They are crying over everything from losing a job to losing something serious like losing a child. And I'm not saying you shouldn't cry over losing a child. I've lost a child. I know what that feels like. But what I'm telling you is that all of it, no matter how bad, no matter how deep, no matter how crazy it is, was sent here as a divinely orchestrated plan to prepare you and usher you into your destiny. Now, if you get so caught up and focus on the lesson, I mean, and focusing on the people and not focusing on the lesson, homie, you missed the point entirely. And as a matter of fact, if you don't hurry up and correct that, you're going to miss the blessing too. And I don't think you want to do that. So here's step number one. You know, let's get to this definition of this definition of imagination, okay? Anytime you hear the word shun, you already know that it means to be encompassed in something. Revelation, that means you that which has been revealed, you are immersed in. Imagination, that which you imagine, you are immersed in, right? So the imagination by definition is the act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses or never before wholly perceived in reality. That's pretty cool, isn't it, until your imagination runs away with you. You know, there was a song, and I'm not going to sing it and have you all talking about me, but there was a song that this group, The Temptations, back in the day, old school group, had out called Just My Imagination, once again running away with me. Question is, has your imagination have been running away with you? And if it has, today we're going to put that in check. It is time that you learn 
how to easily guarantee your happiness. And it's not that complicated. As a matter of fact, here's rule number one. Get your pen out, write this down. Listen to your spirit. Now, you noticed I did not say listen to your mind. Why? Because most of us, including yours truly, there's something wrong with us at least once or twice a day. And for some of you, you, you know you need some help. But, but the truth is we have to learn to listen to our spirit. We must learn to distinguish the difference between uh, uh, just a, a really sick imagination, paranoia, and that which is spiritual. Now, how do you do that? Dr. D, man, how do you do that? Glad you asked. The first thing is getting in contact with the fact that you actually are a duality walking around on this planet. You are not just the the flesh that you're walking around in. I don't care if you're skinny, fat, tall, dark, black, white, ugly, cute, uh, all of the above. You are not just that. I guess maybe early in the year I was doing a show, and I referenced this biblical point where God is saying, I knew you, okay, you, the you that existed before you were ever in your mother's womb. It says, I knew you before you were ever established in your mother's womb. Now, if you notice something, God is talking to you, but he's talking to two different parts of you. And the part that he's talking about is this part of you that is the essence of your being. You know when you see somebody fall out from eating too many chitlins? Okay, maybe, okay, I know my Anglo listeners out there, my white brothers and sisters are going, chitlins, isn't that a delicacy? No, baby, that's some nasty mess black folks eat in the country that you need to open a window when you cook. And if you are white and eating chitlins, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Don't, uh, please don't do that. Uh uh-uh, that's that's nasty. But but back to the show. So what I'm saying to you is this: the you that existed before you became flesh, you already knew what was going to happen when you get here, or when you got here. Meaning when you were born, you were created with a purpose. You you weren't just the wink in your daddy's eye because he's been drinking that Jim Bean or Cuddy Sark or whatever that he was, uh, if your daddy was broke, taka, that cheap liquor, whatever, or some of Haggerty's moonshine or whatever it was you were drinking, and your mama looked at your daddy, winked at you, and all of a sudden, here you go, your mama's pregnant with you. That's not, that's only part of who you are. There's this other part of you. There's this part of you that is still very much so connected to God. They're still very much so connected to source, and it is the greater part of your being. It is the part of your being that has the ability to bring manifestation to things that you cannot see, things that you cannot hear. As a matter of fact, it gets so good that what it does is it takes you and it gives you a transcendence. It gives you a new feeling that will enable you to survive, and not just to survive, but to live. And what we're going to talk about, and that's step two, but the first thing is, and write it down, is listen to your spirit and not your mind. Let me, before we go to break, I really want to hit that one out the park for you. 
as you find yourself in circumstances that make absolutely no sense to you, you haven't done anything wrong, so you think. You didn't do something to deserve it. Some person just decided they drop in your lap this problem, this malfeasant mess you're dealing with. That is the next sign, so make that number two, okay? So the first one is listen to your spirit. The next sign is circumstances that just make no sense. Well, stop and think about this. Who is more perplexing than God? What have you seen and who do you know that actually has the ability to take your life and have it be something more or less than that which it was created to be. And when you think about that, it should ring a bell. It should allow you to see and to understand that there are things that have something deeper going on than what the eye can see. Anyway, we're going to talk about this third step. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back in two minutes. I've got joy, unspeakable joy. Shout without fear or doubt I cannot hide What I have inside Oh, it overflows Unspeakable joy I've traded my guilt and my shame For a chance to worship the King I can see what he sees, why he died just for me, and it brings me joy. Now I sing without fear. Oh, I cannot know what I have inside. It overflows. Mr. Brian Courtney Wilson, I decided to take you to something that sounded old school from a new school singer. But speaking of that, this is the second thing. When your circumstances hit and these circumstances pop in your life and you're going, okay, wow, what is going on? Why is this happening to me? I did nothing to deserve this. I don't even, I don't understand this fool that I trusted, that I helped, that I loved, just went crazy. Well, I'm going to give you this, uh, this second thing. While you're in these circumstances, 
you have to learn how to distinguish God's voice. And I'm not talking religious stuff, you know. So you religious people, I'm probably really getting ready to get on y'all's nerves. So just don't write me because I'm just going to probably say something fly to you. But here is the, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, I want you to just imagine that you just went to work for this company, right? And when you go to work for this company, your boss says to you, look, um, I'm, I'm going to holler at you. I'm going to give you a cell phone. And every time it rings, you will spot that it's me because it will have a ringtone that is very familiar with you. And you, I really want you to get used to this. I'm only going to communicate with you this way. I am not going to communicate with you via a text message. I'm always going to call. I'm not going to send you a message through nobody, and I'm not going to have uh, anyone speak to you on my behalf. It's just going to be me talking to you, right? Now, I'm also going to give you another warning. Your boss tells you we have some enemies, we have some competitors that also have this same Galaxy S4 phone that I just gave you. And some of these fools will try to impersonate me, and they're going to send you text messages. But that ain't for me. I told you I would call you. It says I, or they may even call you, but it's not going to be the right ringtone. So if they call you and they plan, you know, 50 cent candy shop, that is not me calling you, right? So, and what you do after you hear this, you, you walk out the office and you go, oh, hell, man, that's too many instructions. How do I even know if it's the devil or the enemy or my or even my fears talking to me through this phone? And your boss comes back to you and says, here's what I want you to do. He said, first, and listen to this, people. This is going to help you today because this story is number three, and I'll put it in a sentence, but just keep, keep going with the story. He says, I'm going to help you today. He says, first, um, I understand that what I just told you does not cover all the situations you're going to have to deal with. So, number one, you need to check in with me frequently. That way you will know my voice. Hmm. If you don't get that, go eat you another piece of chicken, drink some more water, and just think about it. But what I'm really saying is God will help you know it's him if you talk to him a little bit more. Some of you guys only pray. Some of you guys only shut up because either somebody made you to and, or you sleep. And, hell, some of you even talk in your sleep. You won't even shut up without you sleep. But the truth is that if you really want to hedge your bets, and that's step number three, in the midst of your circumstances, if you've been talking to God enough, or the Holy Spirit, or your spirit, or listening to the inner voice. I don't care what you want to call it, because all of it's going to, at the end of the day, be the Holy Spirit talking to you. You, The more you do it, the more you will recognize the voice. And, it, and even God tells you in this thing, he says, you know what, man, now I gave you this Galaxy X4. I already told you these people are going to imitate. They're going to send you a text message. They may even call trying to impersonate me. But if you talk to me enough, you will know my voice. And, and then here's the other deal. When the circumstances that are before you inspire you to do something stupid, <laughs> you know, to do something just uh, that you know damn well you shouldn't be doing, 
you're going to go and call yourself going to sabotage somebody's business or you're going to go put your woman's tires on a flat or go key this man's car or you're going to go try to badmouth these people and blind CC people and set them up. Let me tell you something. God ain't in that. But here's step two, uh, in the words of that uh, dead lady that went to daddy's church that smelled like the mothballs, Sister Coleman, number B. Here's number B. Why in the hell did that woman say number B? That is the most ign- Never mind. Let's get back to this. But the bottom line is when God says to you, know my voice. This is going to take some time, but know my voice. The second thing he says to you is anything stupid, I don't do that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He is not going to ask you to do anything radical that involves being underhanded. So if in your spirit you are wondering, you know what, did God tell me to bust the windows out of his car? Hell no, God ain't told you to go break nobody's windows. Well, let me go back. You had a job. You had no problem taking these people's money, taking their paycheck. But now that you decided y'all fell out, now you're going to go back and try to tear up these people's delivery vehicles, mess up the, the beauty salons, plumbing, or the, the clubs, plumbing, or whatever it is you're working. You know, you're doing something strange to get your change. Whatever it is you're doing, you can't go and, and unscrew the pole for the next dance or to fall down. You cannot do this mess that you think God told you to do. And then here's another thing. God knows what he allowed in your life. So there will be a time when God tells you to be radical. Radical, fool, they may end with an A-hole, but they are not the same thing. They are not. Now, over time, after you learn, okay, God ain't sending me a text message. Okay, this fool's imitating God. God didn't. You know, I have uh, blame it on the alcohol player when he called me. That that ain't God. Okay, I know that's somebody. But now all of a sudden, you've been left to make decisions on your own. And when this happens, you are trying to take what you believe to be your truth and accommodate it to a situation that has absolutely nothing to do at all with what God is telling you. And now let's go back and and think about this name of this show, How to Easily Guarantee Your Happiness. Number four, even though when you know God's plan is not radical, then wouldn't it only make sense to you that you can't be too radical yourself and that if you are going to be called to stand up for something, shouldn't it be something decent? I mean, you can't stand up in the midst of a mess. You can't stand up. I I remember, this is so funny, I remember once I was looking at uh, Jerry Springer. This is before they started hitting folks with chairs and having all the transvestites and whatever on there. But it was actually going that way, but not quite. And they had this city councilman up there, and they were talking about shutting down this strip joint that they had opened in this neighborhood in this little church by the southern town. And he was like, now that's not how a lap dance goes. And he blurs that out and everybody in the audience just looks at him. See, sometimes 
you might want to think up before you talk up, because if not, you will wish you had shut up. I said think up before you talk up, or you're going to wish you had shut up. Use your head. God gives you wisdom. Not only if you know his voice, get to know something about his rules, okay? So this thing about standing up is cool, but know the rules. Know before you engage a fight. You know, there's this saying that only a fool, and I'm going to say it in the Dr. Devon Young way, church folk, forgive me, only a damn fool will begin a journey without first assessing its cost. That means a whole lot more than you getting in your car and going to Disneyland, people. That means that before you go down the road too far with a person, a situation, weigh it out. Ask yourself, is what I'm going to do today going to bear the long-term consequences? Is it going to justify the four months I'm going to spend in jail? Is it going to justify that I'm going to lose my family? Is it going to justify that you brought a venereal disease home? Is it going to justify, you know, I know this, uh, I'm not going to mention this person's name because they may be listening to the show. So if you know who I'm talking about, you don't call me, child. You know you, you, you crazy. But that, there was a situation where this individual had a million-dollar line of credit, million dollars. And they came to my office, and they were, this isn't a client, so I'm not breaking uh, privilege and breaking morals and ethical codes, y'all. This is like a friend type thing. So don't stop being my clients because I'm telling this story thinking I'm going to tell you a business. I'm not. But this is a good story. And this person was blessed to get this million dollars. Now, when God gives you something, stop and think about why did he give it to you. You know, this is like number five. God gives you things for a reason. Write that down. God gives you things for a reason. Now, here's where we get it twisted. If you're like me, you like money. You know, anybody out there like money? I love money. Money is my friend. I swear to God, especially Benjamin Franklin. I love him. He's, he's the most, he's the coolest white dude I ever hung out with. I love to have him in my pocket and all his twins. Well, the deal is, though, when God blesses you to have resources, and I don't care if they're connective resources. I don't care if, okay, you may know one or two celebrities. I guarantee you, whatever celebrity you know, in a few years, ain't going to be nothing to nobody but you. And and it's proof. A lot of my friends have Grammys and platinum records. I even got a couple that have Academy Awards and Emmys and all this kind of stuff. And I could mention their names. And if I'm in a city or a country where they are not famous, people go, who is that? I never heard of them. So now you have put a value on somebody that's only valuable in a certain arena. It'd be like somebody walking up to me and telling me about the newest rapper, you, boo, I don't know who in the hell you're talking about. I don't know who Lil Squeaky is. You know what I'm saying? The only reason I know some people is because I love watching Love and Hip Hop. But if I, didn't, if I did not watch Love and Hip Hop, I wouldn't know who K. Michelle's Crazy Buddy is. I wouldn't know who Lil Scrappy was. I wouldn't know who Nasty Josephine was. I wouldn't know none of these people. 
But see, the, the deal is, I cannot go. If Let's say those are my people. Stevie J with his rap face is my boy. And, and I go somewhere where I say, well, do you know who Stevie J is? And I'm saying that to some British white man is 55 that has to sign a contract for me. He's going to be like, Stevie J? I've never heard of Stevie J. What is that? You know, you mean Stevie Wonder, the black guy that can't see? No, man, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about rat face, right? In other words, don't think that what you value, someone else values it. And that someone else you really need to be thinking about is an entity, not a person. Does God value what you're valuing? You may value how you appear to people, but what you need to be concerned about is how you really are to yourself. What you need to concern yourself with isn't someone's threats, isn't what someone says they may do. And, you know, you, you sit there and you think, well, let me keep this fool around because without them I don't know how I'm going to make it. Let me get in. You'll be fine. You'll be just fine. Let people go. As a matter of fact, the longer you hang on to people, that you have allowed to come and contaminate your life, the longer your life is going to suck. Do you hear me? The longer. You know, I've had, it's, it's something that I've learned in business. One of my mentors is T.D. Jakes, right? And years ago, he was speaking to a group of men, and we were all in the room, and he was saying, you need to get some thick skin if you're getting ready, and all of us, you know, Deion Saunders was in that room, Emmett Smith was in that room. Uh, some of you don't know who they were. These are guys that played for the Cowboys years ago. See, I just proved my point. But back, we were all sitting in there, and this guy makes, you know, he's Bishop is telling us this, and I, I'm going, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting it. What you mean by thick skin? He said, people are going to talk about you. He said, people that don't even know you, are going to have the worst things to say. And as a matter of fact, that sets me up to tell you another story real quick. May I? Cool. Here's a story. When he told us that, he had just become this national, you know, doing this woman now art loosed and all this stuff for these women around the country. And, and, and the thing had gotten so big that this particular year, they were doing satellite and the so-and-so fulsome penitentiary and so-and-so in this penitentiary, and we're at this place all up in Canada, and we're in Africa at this, and all this big stuff's going on. So he is going to Washington, D.C. to speak. And when he got there, the Washington Post had him on the front page, right, which would make any of us feel good. But here's the problem with the Washington Post when your butt is on the front page. They're going to write two different parts to the story. One part of the story is going to lift you up. And it's going to install all your virtues, and it's going to just basically authenticate all of the wonderful things you've done. And then he said, but when he turned the page, there was the other side of the story where they were accusing him of uh, being another, what was that, uh, freaky uh, Jimmy Swagger, little freaky Jimmy, and Jim Baker and little, and little Tammy. You know, you remember the woman that, you know, kind of looked like a caricature with all that doggone makeup on. So uh, they accused him of setting up basically, uh, you know, an embezzlement thing, and he was taking the money for himself. Now, being honest, I'm not endorsing anybody. But I happen to know this man, and what I know of this man is that he 
sold, I think, what, 16 million copies of a book? And at that time, six, if he didn't make but a dollar off, off of it, one dollar, <laughs> the man made $16 million. He did not need to rip money off, right? So he said when he got finished reading that article, and that's your second lesson. It's not on your seven list, but it's a big lesson. Don't pay attention to what other people think of you. I have learned to personally not give a hoot about what anyone thinks of me. But he said when he read it, it left him empty as a, a pistachio nutshell. He was just empty. The nut was gone. I mean, seriously. He, he said he was gutted. And that night he had to speak, and he said he got up, and because he's been, you know, when you got a gift, you can operate in that gift in front, and won't nobody know you're hurting. So some of y'all right now, you are hurting like hell, but fronting your butt off because you're going to get in your Lexus, and you're going to get in your Mercedes convertible, but it's okay to be hurt because the less authentic you get, the further back you're going to get set back. Say lie. That, 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 that's good, ain't it? But so what happened? When it was all said and done, he spoke. There was an old lady. Well, not really an older lady, but an old, let's say a seasoned woman. And she told one of the urshers that I wanted to I got a message for Bishop Jason. He, he had gone back, sat in there, talked. Uh, the, everything had been over for almost two hours. And they told him, well, she's still sitting out there. And he just said he really didn't feel like seeing nobody that night. But this, this is for you, because if you're listening to this right now, you really need to hear it. The woman looked at him, and she said, Bishop, I just got one message, and God told me to tell you that what you do isn't for them, it's for us. And then she proceeded to tell him how she had been in the hospital carrying a stillborn baby, twins, and they died, and you know, et cetera. And she said, Bishop, when I was in the hospital, I listened to your tapes, because that was when you know the cassette tape thing was going on. She said somebody had bought her some tapes, and she was listening to these tapes. And she said it was the only comfort she had. So that's number six. Your gift will make room for you. Don't worry about what other people say, okay? Stop giving a hoot about who's threatening to do what. If that man's threatening uh, to take your car, give, give that fool a car. Just be like, look, you know what? Take your damn car. If someone is trying to sabotage you, and they may have done it. You had you just opened up a new restaurant. Somebody went in, you know, peed in the secret sauce. Uh, that's nasty, ain't it? Or somebody went in, you know, you got a beauty salon. Somebody and went and put relaxer where you got conditioner, and now one of your customers, the other part of her fake head and melted or something. Man, okay, I can't help you with the hair melting off somebody's head. I guess we gotta, we might want to call you an attorney. But anyway, bottom line is if someone's tried to sabotage your life, let it go. They cannot stop you. They may slow you for a second, but let me tell you this. This is going to really help somebody. They can only slow you as long as you're willing to take the time to pause and pay them some attention. I have learned something. I ignore the hell out of people. Just because you said it does not make it the truth. And especially if I know what the truth is, you can call me whatever. You know, I remember um, when I wrote Break Up, Don't Break Down, and we just found out the book, you know, it sold 
uh, you know, it reached that bestseller level. And, and I was doing an interview, and this one woman said, well, why aren't you married? And I said, I am married. I'm married to my career, and I'm married to helping people like you. I said, a relationship complements people. It does not complete them. And to be honest, I'm complete. So then she, um, well, you know what? I, did you used to own a club in Dallas? And I said, yes, I did. And she said, well, you sure have changed. Okay. Well, you, and, and, you know, the more this woman talked, she looked like Stinkmaster, you know, on, on the boondocks. If you saw him, you'd understand. But the bottom line is when I, the more this woman talked, I just finally said it for her. I said, let me tell you something. I said, before I was Dr. Young, I was a hoe. I said, now I'm an ex-hoe. That's part of my testimony. If I have to hide what God brought me through, am I really where I'm professing to be? It's okay to not have been perfect. It is okay to have failed. It is okay. It's okay. It's okay to suffer from depression. It's okay to not have your life the way you want it. So what you missing a couple, a couple of teeth is this. Okay, I'm just kidding. But bottom line is, whatever is not right about you, God is using that too. God is using that too. Your gift will make room for you. Now, let me recap this stuff. The first thing is listen to your spirit. Ignore your mind because you might, all of us are crazy. And yes, dear, you are too. You may not be crazy all the time, but if you like most of us, me included, you do something stupid or think something stupid or feel something stupid probably two or three times a day. The issue is you've actually learned to not act on it and, hey, let's high-five each other, pow, and we can keep going. The other thing is the circumstances. When they really are crazy, don't do anything. If you want what God has for you, you have to remember at all times your job is to remember that there's some glory out of whatever's going on with you. Do not forget that. Be sensitive. As difficult as these moments can be, as arduous as some of this stuff can make you feel, you want to get revenge, you want to put your foot toe, okay, I can't say it, but you know what I'm saying. No matter how much you feel that way, accept, accept the fact change is inevitable. Just accept it. And then realize that these circumstances that really suck, God put them in. He allowed them in your life. Now, for some of you that are sitting up in jail, okay, yeah, you did break in them folks' house. That was your crazy ass. But the truth be told, even that can be used for your good. You know, I didn't say go break in somebody else's house, fool. But what I mean by that is that while you're in jail, if you can discourage a kid, another inmate, from doing something stupid, okay, maybe what you did, God allowed you to do it, but he's also going to allow you to glorify him through what you did. You did? Okay, maybe you did cheat on your husband. You cheated on your wife. Maybe uh, you went and, you know, you, you went and called somebody something. You went and stole something. You went and sabotaged something. Fix it. Go and understand that and this is number three, God is not radical. Your butt was. 
own your mess. Admit it, quit it, and forget it. Just whatever it is you did, just say, yeah, you know what? I did it. I mean, I'm telling you guys now, I thought my job was the official, the official booty inspector for black women on earth. Every time a woman walked by that had some curves, it was my job to look, and if I wasn't, I felt I would be penalized in some way. Well, I still look at women, and I still think I, that women with curves are beautiful. But you know what I've learned? Those women are also, you know, those are God's children, and you better not be molesting his kids. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about no child molester. Get your sorry mind out the gutter. But what I mean is I've learned that what I'm looking at is a creation of something that was wonderful, and I need to see the God in other people if I want him to see him in me, right? Okay, got it. Number four. Stand up, but don't forget the rules. Don't stand up opening your mouth, acting like you uh, Tammy on Basketball Wives. And uh, what's that new lady? I can't even think of the new one, but she's crazy as hell, too. Uh, where do they find those women? But, but anyway, stop before you decide that you want to be the spokesperson for whatever's wrong in that moment and realize that sometimes it is not your job to fix other people's business, so stay the heck out of it. I get paid for that, and I don't even want to be in the middle of some of these people's stuff. But I am telling you, it is not your job. So if you don't stand up, make sure you're standing up for what's good for everybody. And sometimes standing up means shutting up. You know, don't be – I was talking to someone the other day, and they had someone that just agreed with everybody. If you agree with everybody, your ass is crazy. I'm saying it. That's the way it is. You cannot agree with everybody because if you agree with everybody, I mean, and then you agree with four people that have all the all totally different opinions, at least be ignorant enough to have your own opinion and be smart enough to shut your mouth and nobody will even know how stupid you are. But if you are going to open your mouth, go and look at the text. Go read the Quran, the Bible, the I Ching, uh, you know, just read these things. The Tao Te Ching, read these things. All of these things God left for mankind that were penned through men but inspired by him that give you a system of checks and balances. So how can you love your neighbor as you love yourself and then treat them like crap and backstab them? You ain't, well, some of y'all are backstabbing yourself, but put that pipe down. But you know what I'm saying. Now, here's number five. You know, whatever God gives you, it's not just for you. Take what you've been given and change not only your life, but other people's lives. If you know you are sitting up on a couple of million dollars, you make fifty, thirty thousand dollars a month, and you see somebody that's doing well and needs some help, help them. Somebody helped you, and if they didn't, Maybe this is why God gave you what he gave you, so that you could do for other people what people did not do for you. And, I, you know, there's this big thing about sowing and reaping. The first thing is, well, I paid my tithes. Your pastor crooked as hell. Go help some people. Help some people because God gives you. And I'm not talking about just money. You know, sometimes if you would just give somebody a few minutes, starting with your children, starting with your wife, starting with your husband, starting with somebody you need to forgive, starting with yourself. But more than anybody else, maybe the person you need to give some time to is your creator. Let the Holy Spirit, sit down with the Holy Spirit and say, you know what, 
I remember the phone thing that, you know, Dr. D said, and I don't know your voice. I really don't know when to hold them and when to fold them. I really don't know. I really don't know uh, what's, the, what's the right thing for me to do. You know, is, is, this, is, is it right for me to leave right now? Is it right for me to stay? I can tell you this. You will never know if you don't ever start taking and stop and take the time to actually talk to your creator. God knows everything. Where you're looking at things from a linear perspective and you're looking straight down the line, God is looking at things through the corridors of time. You know, I was telling you, the one thing that's certain in this universe is change, right? But for you to spell release for you to not get stuck, you have to know when to move, when to not make a move. You have to know when to resist. Now, here's number six. Through it all, I don't care what people are saying, what they're doing, through it all, your gift will make room for you. Man, you don't have to be running around talking about what somebody did why they did it. Let me tell you something. If you got an employee right now that you're wanting about fire and fire that fool, you can, you've done your, when you hired them, you gave them a chance. If they don't do your job, their job, if they don't perform, get rid of them. If they can't make your meetings, get rid of them. Yeah, I promise you, you will not miss them. If you do, call me. We really need to talk. If that man is mistreating you, abusing you, calling you, telling you how stupid you are, how dumb you are, Man, come on. Really? I don't, baby, you may be stupid for sitting there listening to that, but let's say you are kind of slow. Let's just say, you know, porch light on, ain't nobody at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you fishing, ain't got a hook on your line, nothing, got you. But the bottom line is, let's stop and think for a minute. Do you think that's how God wants people to treat you? Do you think you deserve to be called whatever? You know, if it, and it's different because I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you in a minute, go, please do something with your hair. You're scaring me. Or I'll tell you, you, need, you know, you need to lose some weight. But I also look at my crap, too. So if you've got somebody that's willing to check themselves while they're checking you, now I'm not telling you somebody that's always beating up on themselves should beat up on you, too. That is, I'm not telling you that. What I am saying to you is pick who you're listening to. Uh, choose carefully who you allow up in your head. And as a matter of fact, while you're looking at how you want other people to treat you, how are you treating other people? You know, when I said if you want to guarantee your happiness, here's a bit, another big thing. You remember I said this thing at the beginning of the show, you reap what you sow. So sow some happiness, and you will probably reap a bit. Now, here's number seven. And number seven is the easiest thing. If you really want to be happy, don't allow someone to rob you of your happiness. And here's how you do it. Here's how I do it. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I am one crafty fool. I have some weapons that I use on folks. And I, I just have to keep it real with you, America. I have to keep it real with you people down there in the Virgin Islands in the U.K. I'm keeping it real. I just shut up and let being successful slap the crap out of you. I have learned that if I take and spend my time 
doing what I'm created to do. I really don't have time to pay attention to what you did to me or anyone else. I don't really care what you said about me or to anyone else because your words are not going to help me, nor are they going to indict me. And taking this a step further, and ladies, please hear this, especially you sisters out there that are looking for people to validate you, and you sleeping with these men that don't care about you, or fellas, you out here, here you are trying to make it rain. Now you done made it rain so much you can barely make it drizzle. All of this stuff that we do looking for love in all the wrong places and validation in all the wrong places, just stop and think for a minute. If you would spend more time alone with you, along with your creator, paying attention to what he is inspiring you to do. You know, if you look in the Bible, it says it seemed that we should. Just look up the word seemed. And a seem is what? Where you bring two things together and closure. If you would just pay attention to these inclinations, not your imagination, but these urgents, go back to school. Don't quit. Don't uh, be so obsessed with vengeance and getting someone back that you're not doing what you need to do right now. If you are not fully living in the present, you are totally blowing the future. And if you are always stuck in the past, who so-and-so died. My mother been dead 10 years, rest her soul. But, you know, I, I had somebody tell me, you must have really been close to your mother. And I said, why? They say you talk about it all the time. And then I had to realize, you know what, I love that woman. But, hell, I'm being dysfunctional. I'm being the very thing I'm trying to help other people stop being. Live in the present. Make the most of the moment. And I promise you that is the guaranteed mechanism. That is the inevitable presentation. That is how you know to go this way or that way. And that's the guarantee to your happiness. Now, before we get out of here, some quick housekeeping. First thing. Go to the Facebook page. This contest ends on May the 1st. We've got over $5,000 in gifts and prizes. The first prize is if you or someone you know is going through a relationship issue, you can win. Uh, uh, it's right at over $2,000 in free coaching and all the diagnostics and the sessions, and they go five weeks long. It's a heck of a wedding present. It's also a heck of a gift when you save somebody's family from falling apart or their sanity from leaving them permanently. The other thing is when it's just you and you don't have somebody and you want to get you together and you want to get you focused, go to D. Yvonne Young, spell like Ivan, D. Ivan Young on Facebook. Or go to my website, and uh, on the website is Dr. D, minus that period, D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G, and you'll see a big thing that says free, enter, schedule your kind, enter to win. Go ahead and register, man. You don't even have to type. <laughs> if you can just click, and you got a Facebook or a Twitter account or a LinkedIn, you can click. It'll register you automatically. And to win, here's what you do. The more you participate, the more you share the things we talk about, the more you comment on them, the more you post even and put stuff on the page. Once you're in the contest, some kind of way, there are little spiders and this stuff. Track it. But I want you to win because you deserve the win. We love you. We appreciate your support and your participation. But let me give you the last couple of these gifts. The other one is a webinar. If you've seen Oprah's Life class, I'm going to do a bunch of those this year, but those things cost like 50 bucks to attend. Some of them are 20, some of them are 100, depending on what the subject and how private they are. 
You won't have to pay a dime. You can participate in one and just win your way to being on one. And you're talking about enriching. Man, you do not want to miss one of those. And then there's the self-help stuff. You get my best-selling books. You get the CD. They're all autographed just for you. And if you do the work, you know, you still may need a little help, but you won't need as much. And then lastly, as a consolation prize, Visa and MasterCards are giving some gift cards, so at least you can go buy you some new socks and some new drawers. Okay, I know that sounded cheap in country, but you know you need some new socks, and you sure need some new drawers. At least some of y'all do. Anyway, with that said, we're going to tune in on Wednesday for some lunchtime love. I really appreciate you guys. And the last thing that I wanted to tell you is whatever you do, know these two things. You don't have to settle. God has a plan for your life that is far bigger than anything you could ever imagine. With that said, this has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I love you. Have an awesome night.